3 a.m. Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Officer Johnson pulls his police cruiser into the dirt driveway in front of a two-bedroom mobile home. Putting his notebook in his pocket, Officer Johnson cuts the engine and exits the car. The moon is full. The branches of leafless trees shake as a small breeze eases in over the Ohio River. Good evening, Officer Johnson. Uh, thanks for getting here so quickly. Of course. So, what's going on? Yeah, I, I don't know. The, the, this random man showed up here at 2 a.m. and then started knocking on the door. I, I yelled at him to get out of here, but he wouldn't go. I, I opened up the door and, and he just kept asking these weird questions. Mm, weird questions? Yeah, he, he kept asking me for, for chocolate. Do you have any chocolate? You know, just weird. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be real honest with you, Dominic. We've had a few of these reports this week, and they're all saying the same thing. Tall man shows up in the middle of the night, bangs on the door countless times. But you're the first one to talk with them. Strange stuff. He said he wanted chocolate? Yeah, dress the nines too. Nice black suit, tie, and a hat. Black suit, tie, hat. Hmm. Well, I don't know what to tell you, Dominic, but you just stay inside, and if that man comes around again, just, just give us a call. Before I opened that door, though, there was this strange red light just flashed everywhere, but it but it wasn't coming from outside. It was more from inside. Inside your house? No, no. It, like within here, like within me. I don't know, Dom. Maybe take a night off from the Coronas. Huh. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you around, Toretto. Stepping back into his vehicle, Officer Johnson called in the report. He put the cruiser in gear and took off to the police station. lights were off. Officer Johnson drove by the station once, and twice. Not a soul in the building. No lights, no police cars in the parking lot, not even Detective Boswell on his 4am smoke break. Officer Johnson drew his gun and walked into the station. Back against the wall, he made his way from room to room, trying every light. Nothing. He pushed open the last door to the main police bullpen. The handful of cubicles sat in the dark, except for one. A small lamp pointed directly at the phone on Officer Johnson's desk. It began to ring. Officer Johnson walked slowly towards it. 
Hello? Officer Johnson. Cracker. Excuse me. Cracker. I need the cracker. Come on now, that's offensive. No, hold on. I have the cracker. Um, ma. Ma. What? Ma. Marsh. Marshmallow. Marshmallow? Yes, I have the cracker, the chocolate. I just need the marshmallow. That's how you say it, right? Uh, close enough. Wait, are you making fucking s'mores? The most delectable treat I've ever come across. I saw it in that one film with the little boys. Sandlot. Yeah, I know the film. You know, you've been causing a real scene out here in Point Pleasant. All for some damn s'mores. I can't watch my movies without a dessert. Of course. Alright, let's, let's hear it. What movie are you watching? The Mothman Prophecies! Hello? We know Hello? everything. Oh no. Your you know social about... security number is 6899. <laughs> this is not Sean's social security number, nor is this an actual call from a paranormal entity. It's just Ned, and this is just Lights, Cameras, Blokes. It's just Sean, and this just... is just Lights, Cameras, Blokes. How you doing, Sean? How you doing? Big chillin', Ned. It's good to be back on the mic after watching Mothman. Which I watched Mothman with my wife. That is so sweet. I, that marriage is still going, is it? I don't mean. So, uh, uh, how, uh, how not did after you... Moth Mothman. <laughs> how did you find it? It was it was creepy. There's a lot of things about Mothman, and we'll get into it. But uh, we'll get into it. We'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, it. It was yeah. If I if I seem a little rowdy this episode, it's well. I thought because for, I think it was the Franchise Boys, Hobbs and Shaw was the last episode I was drinking. I was drinking Corona for, you know, because, you know, to bless the the, the fast Podcast, franchise. Yeah. Uh, this episode, uh, I'm drinking, I'm just drinking, uh, just because, you know, it's been a long week and someone just poured me a strong drink and now I'm just kind of coasting on that. So, I like so it. these are my unfiltered thoughts on, nice. on Mothman. Uh, Ned, I've done something very similar. Um, mm -hmm. I'm raising to the camera now this uh, spam masubi I've made because ooh fuck I'm gonna I'm gonna need something to get me through this episode. And so if you hear me chewing, just enjoy the just enjoy nice it. mushy mushy sound of rice and spam. Dude, I can, here I'll give you a little uh, sample. Uh, take a bite, take a bite. Describe to me the flavors. That looks so fucking good. All right. Yep. So we got we got the salt of the spam. Yep. Got a I got a nice little um 
a nice little sear to the top and bottom of the spam. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then there's the nori, the, the seaweed, which is nice and salty as well. <sighs> and then uh, put a little unagi sauce on there. That's also salty. And then um, rice, which is nice and basic. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't eat spam if there's not a ton of rice because the spam's too salty otherwise. But mm-hmm. the rice, the rice is the perfect partner for that. And lights, cameras, blokes is the perfect partner for your ears during yes. whatever day or, or time you decide to listen. Yeah, I think you should take a picture of that with the yeah, bite out. That's for go. the Instagram. That's lights.cameras.blokes on the Insta. I'm gonna get a nice. Fo- Here we go. We're gonna get a nice photo of the spam with Ned in the background. This will be live at lights.cameras.blokes on Instagram. There you go. Oh wait. Oh there. And he's cheersing. I'm cheersing. Uh, Big cheers. Big cheers. There we go. There we go. Uh, I'm on a gin and tonic. Uh, I got family over, so you know you need it. You need it. But (laughs) what better way to you know celebrate your family being over than abandon them and come talk to me about Mothman? You know. Leaving family behind and drinking is what I, I skills I learned from my own family. <laughs> but uh, I tell you what, it does help me understand the Mothman mindset a little more. But uh, before we jump into Mothman, show a little admin, let's get some recommendations out there first because we don't know if Mothman's going to be any any good yet. So what what is a surefire thing, Sean? What can the people be checking out that they're going to be digging? Recommendations, 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 recommendations. Nice. Well, you set me up for failure because my recommendation's like kind of okay. It's fine. Uh, okay. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Gundam Hathaway, uh, Gundam Mobile Suit Hathaway. It's on Netflix. It's basically free. Uh, go check that out if you're into Gundam. I'm into Gundam. It's a, it's a fun time. There's going to be two additional movies, I believe, and it's in the universe century arc so gundam normally you can kind of jump in anywhere for hathaway you can you can jump into it and you won't be too lost but if you have the full knowledge of the gundam you see then you'll be you'll be hyped um one second <clears throat> that's the gatorade and spam <laughs> okay. we're not Fuck. counting this that. is no <clears throat> god damn <sighs> yeah so <laughs> Check out uh, Gundam Hathaway. It's on Netflix. But I will give you a, a surefire Gundam wreck that you will enjoy. The 8th MS team. That is 08TH 8th MS team. That's a really good series. And it's 12 episodes long. So if you if you need some Gundam stuff. Also, that's in the same universe as um, Hathaway. So kind of, kind of similar. It's a good one. I love that. I'm, I definitely need to check out some Gundam. I bought a Gundam a little while back. I think I even mentioned it on the stream or something. But I have you fucking not, did. I've not built it yet, man. Ugh. I've just been too busy. But you know what? I got some free time coming up, and I'm gonna be just building Gundams and Lego sets I haven't built yet. Uh, Hell yeah! And actually, uh, my rec- uh, part of my recommendation will be a little bit of shameless self-promotion because yep. Sean C. and then myself to a lesser extent. Are out. We're up on Twitch, okay? If you're not getting enough of us here, Sean Culligan is uh, streaming Katamari Damacy, fucking yes. fantastic uh, game, and he's doing some Ghost of Tsushima. He just got a PS4. Yep, uh, yep. He is a SD Culligan, I believe. Yes, correct. Yeah. Man, you've got all this... 
I got this in the head. head. Lockdown. Uh, I have streamed a little bit, inspired by Sean. I've done a little flight simulator. I'm going to be playing some uh, some mafia. I'm going to be just going through. I'm just going through my back catalog. But why not bring everyone for the ride? I'm Nedward Scissorhands. That's all one word. It's Edward with an N and then Scissorhands. Uh, so yeah, come Comic check us genius. both out. With you know, we'll get affiliated. We'll make our fortune either through podcasting or through twitch you know we don't care either way either way and the hot tub streams are coming real soon jump in the patreon outside of that um i'll keep it i'll keep it gaming related because i'm a bit of a i'm a bit of a gamer you know (laughs) i'm a bit of a huge gamer (laughs) yeah Uh, looking for your gamer wife You gotta check out Sean's stream if you want him talking about his gamer wife, which which brings me closer. It's a phrase that brings me closer to like death every time I hear it. I'm just a gamer. I'm a gamer. Um, what would you call it? Bachelor. <laughs> Like most gamers. <laughs> uh, I've been playing some Metroid at the moment because I'm getting hyped for the upcoming Metroid game. It's a lot of fun. I'm playing uh, Metroid Zero Mission, which is the Game Boy uh, remake of the first Metroid game. All very boring stuff. And it's not even a great recommendation because you will not be able to find it. I had to buy it on the Wii U. Who the fuck owns a Wii U? So outside of that, not much. I've been, I tell you what, I've been re-watching some Courage the Cowardly Dog, if you remember that cartoon. Because uh. I've been I've been really feeling like some spooky shit and, and Courage uh, comes through with some real spooky shit. And we'll be talking about some spooky shit today with a little bit of yeah. the Mothman prophecies. Should we segue into that, Sean? Sure. Let's do it. Yeah, Yeah, Mothman, the 2002 American supernatural horror mystery film, as stated by Wikipedia. Based on the the book, The Mothman Prophecies, which I say based as in I think it's a pretty loose adaptation. Uh, Oh, I thought you were talking about Little B. (laughs) Why was I talking about Little B? Uh, Based. (laughs) <laughs> oh no! Yeah, no, not ba- it's not based. Oh, ba- this oh movie, it's not a based. Listen, movie. I'm not saying if this movie's good or bad yet, but I'm I'm saying right now it's not based. <laughs> this, okay, uh, thank you. This movie is not very based, but it's uh, it is based <laughs> on the book uh, by I forget the dude's full name. His last name is Keel. I know that because there's a character in this movie that pops up, a paranormal researcher called Leek, which is. Keel's name backwards aren't, aren't the writers oh, wow. uh, very clever uh, <laughs> but based on that loosely uh, I think like that book seems to be more about you know paranormal research it's about more ufology ufology it's more about the men in black and th- that was the thing that's the thing with this movie as well if you just want a, a moth a mothman monster movie this is more leaning into a kind of paranormal conspiracy it's it's a little bit men in black i'd say mm-hmm. uh, yeah more men in the black movie. than mothman yeah here's the thing we've got to be explicit here sean because we know what the men in black are, but I think yes. you say it to an audience, they're going to think of the Will Smith movie. We mean the classic men in black. We mean the paranormal men in black, okay? Do your research. Do your research. Do your research, okay? Get woke to these fucking issues. <laughs> this is why we wanted to talk about the Mothman prophecies, is because for a, a, the last year or so, you may have heard it a bit in our uh, Fire in the Sky episode. 
but Sean and I have just been consuming the most fringe paranormal conspiracy shit. <laughs> we know what the Mothman health. is. We know the Men in Black. We know the Black Lodge. We know mm. the fucking Goblin universe. We're going to be talking all that today. A side wreck, I guess, would be last podcast on the left. I think we keep shouting them out because... Yeah, you have to. Because <laughs> we have to. I, uh, I think if, if you're not consuming a good amount of last podcast on the left mixed with a little bit of coast-to-coast AM... Uh, you're not going to follow. So, you know, read the books. Get Like Ned said, get woke to the the cryptids and the paranormal because yep. it's real fun times. When you're stuck inside and you want to go crazy or more crazy, check out Last Podcast on the Left and, and dive into some alien shit. So, the Mothman prophecy. We haven't, we haven't really fucking talked about this movie. No. We're, we're obsessed with the strange, the eerie. And that's what this movie's kind of about. It's about a Washington Post journalist who uh, loses his wife uh, when she has a brain tumor and in her final moments she did see the mothman uh, it's it's she's, heavy stuff she's scribbling all sorts of things on papers she's too scribbling all sorts of mothman shit I, I spooky <laughs> pictures this guy's got a bad case of dead wife which is a fucking <laughs> epidemic amongst like most male movie protagonists <laughs> like got yeah. a bad case of dead wife i don't want you know it's an early 2000s movie which makes this not surprising but also you know this is not a trend that ended in the early 2000s <laughs> uh, so rich it's got it's got our boy richard gear we should say um we should say we're not joking about Richard Gear in this podcast, okay? There are plenty of podcasts you can go to that are going to tell you Richard Gear jokes, okay? Uh, very obvious ones, but I don't but know any. We don't even know any. So, we're, and we're trying to set ourselves aside from all that noise, okay? So you will not hear one Richard Gear joke in this podcast. And if that puts you off, if that's you know, I was hoping for something a little bit like that. Get out of here. This is not a podcast for you, okay? This get is a highbrow podcast. Yeah, um, we're we're above that shit. So. Richard Gere's wife is like super dead <laughs> um, and a couple of years later he just ends up in Point Point Pleasant okay uh, this is where reality coincides with movie yes. because the genuine accounts behind this film behind the book is that in the 60s there were sightings of a bird-like man later to be dubbed the Mothman around the town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, on the border of Virginia and Ohio, I believe. Yes. Sean, you can, you're our American expert. That is correct, Ned. Uh, Point Pleasant is also the place now where the Mothman Festival takes place in September. So we're going to talk about that. We will talk about that. Point Pleasant and the Mothman today. In the 60s, there were these sightings. This kind of culminated or ended abruptly with the collapse of a bridge uh, on the river that splits Ohio and West Virginia, uh, which caused the death of, uh, I think it was over 45, 46 people. Okay, yes, I, we're already talking about this, but maybe we'll bring it up later too. Yes, there was a fair amount of people that passed away in this horrific accident. The Mothman Prophecies film, for whatever reason... <laughs> Says, you know what? That's just too many people that died. 
<laughs> we need uh, to cut we'll, it by 10. We'll talk about this shit too. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, the Mothman <laughs> prophecies the movie uh, takes place where Richard Gere ends up in this small town. People are seeing strange things. People are seeing the Mothman. People are getting strange phone calls. He kind of blacks out and drives all the way from, I believe it's Washington to West Virginia. Am I right? right. Is it Washington, yeah, Washington State D- or Washington, D.C.? D.C. There you go. Uh, he does about a, a six-hour trip in, like, two hours or something. Or it's something like that. Yeah. Uh, there's lost time. There's a there's whole lost time. idea behind that, which is another... another uh, paranormal phenomenon that seemed to occur not just with Mothman and the Men in Black, but also with other cryptids and aliens. Yeah, UFOs and, and everything. We're mm-hmm. getting into all of that. I mean, this is where I think it's more heavily inspired by the book than it is the actual events mm-hmm. uh, of the 60s. I think the bridge collapsed in like 66 or something. Apologies if I'm wrong. Sean and I haven't brought a lot of research this <laughs> one. Although I think we're doing all right so far. Yeah, not bad, uh, not bad. <laughs> but yes, Richard Gere arrives in this town. He's he's kind of, you know, he's lost all this time. He's very intrigued about why he is here. People are noticing strange things, so he starts talking to these people. There are kind of account after account of people that have seen the Mothman. And then Richard Gere encounters one character who believes they have uh, been told through these paranormal entities disasters that are going to happen and then these disasters do happen and then richard gear is told i forget the character's name uh john klein john klein uh the washington post journalist is told big up the washington post uh truly the mouthpiece of jeff bezos (laughs) i I don't know if this was the case in 2002 it was not but that's okay it was not back when the washington post was a a solid publication that would tell you what was happening with the mothman (laughs) Um, yes (laughs) rich gear is told all these things about things that are going to happen in point pleasant Okay. I don't know where to cut off for spoilers here because, again, this is kind of half in real events that happened during the 60s. I don't even think the film is set during the 60s or there's no indication that it is. Is there, I think, Sean? N- no. No, there isn't because there's, um, yeah, there's no real, there's no real indication that it's in the 60s. But at the same time, you have modern cars and modern watches and, and, Things he's got like would... a mobile phone and everything. He's got a mo- so. yeah, so it's it's definitely set in the you know the future, near future, or present. So that's the gist of the Mothman prophecies. Kind of very paranormal. Let me you know. let me paraphrase. Basically, Richard, Gr- cut that. Basically, John Klein, no. a reporter. Uh, he he fucks around with this little town, and there's some spooky shit going on, and he has a dead wife. His wife's very dead in this. You have to understand that. He meets a cop in in Point Pleasant who he kind of, you know, there's uh, the indication that something's going on What's a better way to um, get rid of the memory of your dead wife than just go to to another town and just pick up right where you left off with a new wife? (laughs) He doesn't, I don't think he gets married again. He doesn't get married, (laughs) but it was just like, my wife is so dead. And then, well, there's this, cop woman she's kind of nice and like what about your dead wife well it was two years ago sean you gotta get over your dead wife eventually no 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 i i say Mm. uh john klein 
you you get deep into your research you you get deep into your journalism and you you know you swear off women for a decade that's no way to you know treat the memory of your your dead wife she wanted him to be happy sean and what better what better way to discover what the mothman is because it was haunting your wife and that's why she's dead he's only going to be happy if he discovers what the mothman you're right you're right I mean, the dead wife thing is a very lazy way to, like, you know, to have your character motivated or, you know, grow, you know, have your character grow. Like, it's it's very dumb. There are good parts of this movie. There are, like, I think there's a good eerie nature to it. There's a kind of Twin Peaksy small town America spookiness that that I think works really well. The issue is the format of it. I mean, it's a fucking two-hour movie. The format of this film is Rich Gear goes to Point Pleasant and he just kind of gets for about 40 minutes, like, account after account after account of people telling him, like, I just saw something real fucking spooky. And, like, <laughs> people don't people don't talk to one another like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and the film kind of culminates... I guess spoilers here. Yeah, let's do let's just do a recommendation real quick. I do you recommend rec- you can stop listening here if you're desperate to watch The Mothman. Do I recommend it? I guess it's like a kind of this is not the worst movie we've watched on this podcast, I say that. By you know, Sean's still got microwave massacre PTSD. But um it's it's I, I don't think I do recommend it. It's it's two hours. It's a little too long. The the bits that work work well enough, but it's just a little bit like bland. Is is its problem for me? I, I you know we'll talk about it my my score later. But yeah, I kind of give it a I kind of give it a a soft meh. <laughs> you know, uh, Sean. What uh, about yourself? I will say I, it's a light, a very, like 51% recommend, 49% don't recommend, and mm-hmm. 51% because there aren't really many other movies out there that deal with the Mothman, Men oh, in yeah. Black like this. So if you're trying to consume all the media on Mothman, Point Pleasant, mm-hmm. uh, Richard Gere, <laughs> oh no, never mind, uh, <laughs> No Richard Men in Black. No, no Richard. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, if you're trying to figure out if you like the spookiness of it and want to hear a little, you know, I, I the way I see paranormal and cryptids and all all of the the fun stuff like that is it's just it's just good storytelling. It's you know. It's, oh, it's I am I am obsessed with small America cryptid. You know, I called it. Twin Peaksy, and that's yeah. high praise. I think if you want to watch like high strangeness Americana media, you go Twin Peaks. Like mm-hmm. that's the apex. I'm speaking this is for just a, a kind l- of general yeah. audience, but I completely agree with Sean. Like if you are big into the Men in Black, Mothman, like I absolutely recommend it for that. And I'm glad you said that, Sean, because I do have the caveat of like it is meh as a movie, but if you as are into that. Yeah world like yes i i I think i do recommend it under that so so i will say watching this watching this with bienna yeah we were enthralled you know we're like oh is that the mothman what was that there's a lot of really creepy aspects Mm. that were that were pretty enjoyable i think so even my my wife she is uh not into the the paranormal or the supernatural yet i will get her there (laughs) she will come along with me 
But I think she enjoyed it for the most part. It, I, the two-hour length definitely felt like two hours and more. They should have edited this movie down a little bit. But it's a fun time for the most part. Uh, mm. If it was, I, I really think if it was an hour and a half, be a recommendation. Like, no, no problem. Easy, easy. Weirdly, I felt the same thing, and it it gave me a kind of big fire in the sky energy, just because that's the last kind of like yeah. you know American high strangeness movie we watched. Gave me that where I felt a similar thing. Like, if that film was just a little bit tighter, like then it'd be a, a strong recommendation. And I feel the same with this. But yes, I I wish it was a little I. I kind of begrudge, I, and I guess this is more with the book, and I, I even considered trying to seek out and, and read or listen to the, the book before we did this. I, I'm sorry, I didn't have the time. And you can go to better podcasts if you can find them. Uh, just, to, you know, fucking leave me alone about it, all right? But <laughs> I, did, um, I did feel... I kind of annoyed, I felt annoyed that that the Mothman stuff has kind of been so conflated with the Men in Black stuff. Because the Mothman, as it it was in the 60s, mid-60s, when Point Pleasant was seeing this thing, it was just kind of, I keep using the word high strangeness, but it was just kind of like very small town America high strangeness, and it wasn't more than that. And then when you try and marry that with all the men in black stuff, that's interesting in its own right, but it feels a little disingenuous to what those original reports kind of were, you know, Mm. Uh, which were silly, like I saw like, a strange half bird half man and then a bridge collapsed you know mm-hmm. and and i think like the mothman stuff and we'll now talk about like the real the reality of it is is like those reports ended when the bridge collapsed cuz that bridge collapsing and over 40 people dying was a genuine tragedy and no one was there for like cryptid bullshit when people were dead you know (laughs) (laughs) and that's what feels like maybe a little tasteless about this movie we'll get full into spoilers here because the movie does end with like nobody knows why the bridge collapsed i was yep i was gonna bring this uh, up uh, and 35 people were killed like no 40 45 46 people were killed like i'm sorry i don't have the right uh, the exact number here uh, and we know exactly why the bridge collapsed like we know exactly which part of the bridge failed i don't have that here as well but it was an i-beam it was is a fucking i-beam <laughs> yeah it was it was just like faulty structure it, uh just it should have been replaced and, it, yeah it cracked in it like and the whole bridge went down and then 40 you got to think like these are real people that that died <laughs> i don't mean to be a downer here i'm yeah. drinking <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but but like to blame that on mothman and that's why the reports ended because like because it would be tasteless <laughs> to say like well i think it was mothman like this yep. is a small town these people probably knew the people that died on that bridge (laughs) it's you're not going to say it was mothman any more than you're going to say fucking bigfoot did 9-11 like (laughs) (laughs) maybe he did and i just don't understand i just don't understand why they decided well if 47 hold on that's what's really strange is like uh, talk about high strangeness why would you, <laughs> why would you like 36 people down and I'm like why even go for a different number to what is the actual number the well-documented actual number of deaths like 46 
my my conspiracy is my uh my guess is that about 30 35 cars went in the water and i'm guessing maybe that's what the writer read and then assumed like that is the number of deaths and they didn't read any further to learn that actually it was just over kind of 46 it was 46 so that's my conspiracy is they read like X amount of cars went in the water, and they assumed that was the number of deaths. Mm. But again, it's it's just a weird thing to like end your film on, like as it as if the film is based on any sort of semblance of of real events. Is I, I right. mean, it's clearly not. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I, so just to just to be on top of our journalism here, uh, it, it the the Silver Bridge, which was the bridge that connected Point Pleasant and Point Pleasant in a, in a town in Ohio and it went mm. over the Ohio River it collapsed due to a single link it was a defective link and it was an I-bar and I, I think you can call them I-beams but I-bar and it just failed so you're right like this is people who are seeing some crazy thing and then uh, it actually happened like a, a bridge collapsed and then they can't and they're like well maybe I should knock off this like spooky shit uh, maybe I didn't see anything at all but his Here's, I think, a bigger point that I'm only making because I'm a few drinks in. <laughs> uh, and and Sean's enjoying that fucking delicious bit of... Yep. What, what, what did you say you were eating? Spam Masubi. Oh, it looks so good, especially if you've been drinking. <laughs> um, it, and some Gatorade there. That's uh, it, all looks, it all looks delicious. A wider point I want to quickly make, a little tangent, is... The cryptid, small Americana, you know, I don't want to say conspiracy, paranormal myth, legend, is really fun, is really interesting. There's even parts of the Mothman mythology that kind of date back to, like, the Native American Battle of Point Pleasant, like, it's as a kind of Native American curse, which is in itself... It has its issues, and it's not really mired in any sort of genuine history. But the the idea that like American monsters and creatures kind of go back to something older than you know the English settlement in America is very interesting. This is all stuff I find great. It's fascinating. Modern day myth, modern day monster, cryptids. I love it. But uh, where the movie goes wrong, and where I think like a lot of conspiracy kind of becomes unfavorable is where we decide like we're gonna take something real and we're gonna we're gonna shroud it in mystery and paranormal and falsehood like 46 people dying because of shitty bridge construction is real okay <laughs> like it almost uh, makes you think maybe you should vote politicians in that will you know uh <laughs> fix bridges and things instead of being like it was the moth man and, and pleasant had the right fucking idea they dropped the the Mothman shit the second that bridge collapsed but in the but movie it says like idiot. the Mothman siding ceased when the bridge co- like the Mothman left fucking town no he didn't leave town it became distasteful <laughs> you know yeah, but, but that's my you, yeah, yeah. issue with conspiracy like saying that the deaths of people or like anything based in kind of fact is any way able to conflate with, with the paranormal is wrong it's distasteful talking to someone who believes in 
Bigfoot is a lot of fun until he brings up the Jewish Kabul. <laughs> and then it's like <laughs> fucked up and it becomes not fun. Leave the real world out of fun cryptid shit. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's what I'm saying. That's my rant. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I want to talk to everybody who wants to talk about skunk apes. I just don't want to talk about skunk apes with somebody who's going to slowly bring up, you know, the Rockefellers and um, the Jewish cabal and... Maybe Hitler was right. That's that's the thing. Like, you don't... It's like you... It feels like any of these conspiracies, you talk to someone long enough and it goes to some, like, anti-Semitic conspiracy. <laughs> like, it's, it's... Or just really... full-on racist where, you, where you're just yeah. like... You're like, oh, Barack Obama was a lizard person. Person and you know what that means that's you're, yeah absolutely this is where like let's talk a little bit about the reality of of point pleasant and the mothman and the tourism that brings in because you mentioned point pleasant has a mothman festival and that brings a, a lot of tourism money i watched a short kind of piece it's a, like a pbs show and i forget the the a presenter but she does really great like cryptid videos online the youtube channel is called storied and i recommend it because that's a lot of fun like cryptid stuff and the culture behind those stories and and where they come from but yeah she she was talking to the people at point pleasant and and the older people specifically at point pleasant who are running like the mothman museum and are helping with the mothman festival and they're people that are saying like yeah this was kind of like an inside joke between the people of Point Pleasant, when the bridge stuff happened, like, we dropped it because it wasn't cool. But since the movie came out and it brought in a lot of tourism, like, we kind of, like, have accepted that. There's a real, like, openness in this, like, They're leaning in. with this guy. Leaning. We're leaning in. It brings a lot of money into the town. And the hope is that you go to Point Pleasant for the Mothman Festival, for the Mothman Museum, all the Mothman bullshit, and you stay for, like, you know, there's a museum on farming and Native American history and, and you know, the real things that happen in Point Pleasant. And I, you know, I hope this isn't one of our more heavy, loaded episodes, but I do think it's interesting because I love the Mothman. I think that's, like, real fucking fun. Like, the accounts of people driving their car and then they see two red eyes and then they, like, and then the Mothman man was like and it's this huge winged thing it's creepy and spooky and great and i love it go to point pleasant for the mothman festival and then stay because point pleasant actually sounds like a pretty cool place with cool people (laughs) you know said perfectly i know i i the other thing i would bring up is they didn't even film the movie in point pleasant they filmed it no they filmed it in pennsylvania because apparently point pleasant couldn't house a full movie production so it's not not even there so if you are going to go to point pleasant uh you know give them a few bucks most of this episode has been around about me and mothman <laughs> um, let's talk about the movie mothman and not about the theory of mothman <laughs> my dissertation on the Mothman. Yes. sean talk to me about the movie sean i only had a few notes on the movie because i was so enthralled with it i do like uh, your notes, by the way i'm looking at them now <laughs> uh, <laughs> i like the word just they <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Those were angels. They're moth, man. <laughs> so these are good notes. This is the quality note taking that that <laughs> happens between the hours of nine p.m. and eleven p.m. Something like um, that. So I want to say the beginning of the movie, big red flag. I already saw it coming. John Klein is the the character's name, and his wife, his dead wife, it, his dead wife. Prior to her dying, they go to 
a house because they want to purchase a house and real estate agents there. And they're like, Hey, we'd like this house. And can we take a tour of the house? So they mm-hmm. go on a tour of the house and like, they just start getting it on while the, the realtor is there yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gross. In, in a closet cupboard thing. It's gross. And it's like, Hey, I'm no prude. You could do whatever you like. Right. But like the realtor walks in on the man walks in the on the realtor. Yeah. On and both of them getting it on, they're like just checking the the, the storage space, like no, nah, like and and then he, he goes like, well, "Here's are my you challenge. Gonna, Here's yeah. my challenge for Hollywood. Okay, write a wife character. You can write a wife still. You can write someone can have a wife. Don't have a problem with that. She doesn't die, and their relationship isn't just based on like sex and pillow talk. That's my that's just my challenge for Hollywood. Okay, just, I've got another challenge too." <laughs> Hollywood, please write a film, write a female character who is uh, not in a relationship with a therapist that is just, just kind of normal because every single time, and I watched this movie last night with my wife called Every Breath You Take, every single time there is a therapist who is male and his wife, they always have some insane white person bullshit problem that is just the fucking worst and they have this super nice house they have a super nice car they live in a cement house no tv no music they're just always fucking reading and they always are wearing like the nicest clothes but they're just so fucking sad because oh he's just he's just closed (laughs) off and he's just gonna doesn't talk to me and he's always trying to just figure me out and it's like fuck can't you just be like a therapist and have like a good relationship with your wife I'm sorry. I <laughs> yeah, there's some fantastic actresses out there. There's some fantastic acting and work from women in movies. But I think, like, I mean, ultimately, can men even write women? <laughs> <laughs> can, can we work that one out? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe this is the drink talking. But uh, uh, go, go watch uh, go watch Parasite <laughs> if you want like a full great acting all around. And they have some good characters in it. Mothman's pretty good. I I tell you, I, Mothman. Sorry, fuck. <laughs> Parasite's pretty good. I like that movie a lot. I tell you what, I I don't remember the the women who wrote or directed it. The my the names have gone from my mind uh, because as I age, uh, the, the memories keep getting foggier. I tell you what, I rewatched semi recently was Jennifer's Body, which was a film sold to us all as like a very sexy horror romp, uh, but is actually a genuinely pretty fantastic you know women in high school horror slasher kind of fest fucking great movie written by women directed by women who understand what the fuck human women (laughs) like you know behave like Uh, mothman uh, fuck off with your your wives who have tumors Uh, Sean, again, again. We can't talk about this movie. Why can't we talk? (laughs) Guess Point Pleasant. There's another woman cop. What are we talking about? Even the bridge collapses. The basically, uh, she sees she sees angels according to one of the guys. Oh yeah, his dead wife sees angels. I I tell you what, his he goes to the hospital. A nurse or something. uh, He says she uh, she knew she was dying. She she saw angels and he flips through a notebook which. uh, full of drawings of what first looked like angels but then as he flicks through the notebook look more and more menacing which is a scene i quite liked you know it looks it's spooky i like that spooky stuff 
I don't know if you're going to say it too, but they connect the scene back later on. There's a callback to the nurse standing in the doorway. Uh, it was like a coal mine or abandoned mine or something like that. And you see the same silhouette and it's just this like really spooky, high strangeness shit that's going on. I really like that. It's I love that scene. It's really good. He go yeah, he it they blend in the scene of like this hole in the wall to like the silhouette of this guy telling him his wife is dying. That's all the best stuff about this movie. This is like all the like weird high strangeness interpersonal like how you deal with loss and tragedy, like the idea that terrible shit just happens sometimes and you can obsess over that. You can try figure out why or you can just come to the very painful understanding that like this shit just happens and you're not meant to know why there is no mm-hmm. why like it's beyond it's world you. is world is chaos yeah great stuff great yeah. stuff it's the best stuff of this movie but unfortunately it's buried in like two hours of kind of pretty boring character stuff that you know and again we're not making any jokes about Richard Gere again I really implore you please take that to another podcast because we're not here for it I mean if you want to complain please do it at lights.cameras.blokes at gmail.com please send us your complaints please send us the, the Richard Gere jokes you would have liked us to tell and and we'll reply with a very thoughtful essay on why we chose not to do that. Uh, Richard Gere, uh, you know, this is my little section uh, called Watch Watch or, or something we were calling. Richard I think Gere. we were calling it Watch Watch. Yeah, Watch 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 Watch. What Watch was Richard Gere uh, watching? He was watching his Fossil Watch, which is one of my first, I think. I think Fossil was one of my first like real nice watches when I was a young lad. Very nice. It's, it comes up in a really cool moment of the film where he realizes he's lost a bunch of time and he looks down and you see the fossil branding there and uh, it's not a, not a bad looking watch. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, I, I think 2002 is, is kind of the time where Fossil is, is kind of blowing up in, in the States. So, I'm wondering how much they paid to get that watch in there because you know any other any other movie this would have easily been a Rolex. Uh, I don't think this movie could have afforded a Rolex, but uh, I like that. <laughs> Where's Fossil from, Sean? Out of curiosity. Well, they were founded in 1984. Yep. In Richardson, Texas. So <laughs> American from that. There is an American as you get. Texas. That's the exactly. roots of America. I liked his watch. I liked all the weird shit in this movie. The stuff about loss and tragedy and chaos and uh, Richard Gere losing his mind. Uh, Richard Gere's not like bad in this film. He's. I mean, I. I again, I don't want to be disparaging. I. I think he was good. I. I mean, I think. He was yeah. Fine. No. He, I, it was. It was a good. It was a good the performance. performance. He needed. He needed to. It's, do in order to have us not rip it to shreds it's subdued but then i think there's a moment towards the end where he fully comes to terms with that he misses his wife like it's subdued for like a a thoughtful reason which is that when he does finally have an emotional outburst at the end it's kind of an earned thing and then the bridge collapses and and the bridge collapsing special effects pretty pretty good actually pretty great even it seemed like what is it called it seemed practical. Like, practical. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was practical special effects. 
Yeah, no, really good bridge collapsing scene, only let down by this wide shot at the end where it's Richard Gere in the water with his new cop girlfriend and they, like, pan out and they're in the water and it looks like a very clumsy composite shot of, of like, him in the sea, the sea, the river, <laughs> and uh, and the bridge collapsed and all the cars in the, the water uh, looks a bit silly. And, and then you get those fucking dumb, like, those text cards or whatever you want to call them saying like uh you know nobody knows why this bridge collapsed like yeah we fucking know why the bridge collapsed and that's why i'm gonna give this movie a five out of ten i think there are parts of it that really work there are kind of parts where it's quite slow a little boring a little sleepy the performances are, are pretty decent but you know again nothing hugely special i think you know i think i gave a little while back ago i don't know when we're releasing these episodes so i don't know when you heard this or if you've heard this but i gave another film a five out of ten and i said i kind of recommended it because it was you know kind of a clumsy movie but it was like a very watchable entertaining movie um i give this film a 5 out of 10 for kind of an inverse reason of I think like the bits of it that work really do work but I don't know how watchable it all is unless you're really into the cryptid paranormal stuff like the men in black kind of stuff which they never say like it's the men in black it's it's always like it's like someone is talking to this character over the phone and that wouldn't be the mothman because the mothman is a creature it would be an intelligence of sorts and, and you can kind of guess and piece together that that would be a kind of it is adjacent to the kind of men in black mythos but yeah sure that's my t- that's my 10 cents what are you what are you got to say about this fucking movie sean talk to me uh, <laughs> fuck you just reminded me of of os crew old school OS crew the guy with yeah with the guy who's smoking a cigar all the time he sounded just like that. sorry <laughs> uh, um man for me i'm gonna go 5.5 out of 10 slightly higher just because you know all the stuff you said aside about all the dumb shit that they did with less people dying and trying to leave it open to no one understood how the bridge collapsed i think the i hate that (laughs) you know if you went into this movie blind not knowing any of that you would still have like a nice little thriller paranormal film no, I think it works. You know, that. it could have it could have been you know a six or a seven if it was an hour and a half, and if they just kind of stayed to the story a little bit closer. That's yeah. that's the other thing. Look for for all you aspiring directors and writers out there. If you're gonna base it off something, especially when it comes to deaths, just get it on point. Unless you have a really good reason not to, but just if you're gonna if you're gonna base your movie on something that happened in real life, yeah, yeah, get it on point or like very boldly lie like don't half base it on half, something and then yeah. half stick the landing like i love um i love fargo i love the what the coen yeah. brothers did with father go because they open it with based on a true story and in reality it has no basis in reality yeah. you know like if you read about a, a people seeing something in point pleasant west virginia and then a bridge collapsed and killed people you know base it in fucking alabama texas they didn't see a mothman they saw like a fucking cat man you know and <laughs> and, and then a bridge collapsed and killed people like either take inspiration or like pay some genuine respect to the actual yeah. events yeah 
is my only thing. <laughs> or yeah, exactly. Take it. You know, you you've got uh, something like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, or you've got something love it, like Love It, Inglorious Bastards, right? Yeah. Like that's that's the the inverse of this, where you just you just go crazy with it. You can fuck with history, just do it respectfully. You know, <laughs> like uh, yeah. Anyway, what did you give it again, Sean? I sorry. Uh, five point five out of ten. Five point five. I give it a five. I like how we're always like a you know Slightly. a point five or a point yeah. off each other. But I would like us to watch a film where we are in total disagreement. We got to find can't that wait. movie. We'll find something. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's our Mothman thoughts. Thank you very much for listening. We love you all. Uh, Check out our Instagram at lights.cameras.blokes. Excellent stuff. And Sean's going to leave you with his account of that time he saw the Mothman. Sean, please tell us the story. Oh, my God. Put me on the spot, Ned. I don't know if I can power through. It was 1999. I was a young boy. It was Christmas morning. I started opening a present. I was excited because as I opened it, I saw gray in the box, and I knew it was going to be a PlayStation. And as I ripped open the PlayStation paper and the box, I opened the box, and a flash of red came, (laughs) and I saw the Mothman. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, I realized it wasn't Christmas morning. And I realized I wasn't opening Sorry, the box. Go on, go on. I realized I wasn't opening a box. I was playing in the street, and my dad had started backing up the car, and those were the red lights of a minivan, and not the Mothman. And so my true story about the Mothman is back in 2015, when I started getting into cryptids, I listened to a podcast, and I took a tap of acid, and I visualized the Mothman. So that's not when I saw the Mothman either. The next time I saw the Mothman is when I watched this movie with my wife. And we saw Richard Gere put on an okay performance. And his wife was very, very dead. And she saw the Mothman. Um, it was it was messy. It was incoherent. It was the Mothman prophecies. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this uh, non Richard Gear joke uh, episode of Lights, Cameras, Blokes. Uh, we didn't even mention how Richard Gear allegedly shoved a, a gerbil up his asshole. <laughs> we nailed it. Sure. Good job, Ned. <laughs> All right, everyone, have a blessed day. Uh, Eat your greens, drink your water. (laughs) We'll catch you later. Peace.